Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. <laughs> it's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Come on. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Langford in with you. It is the pregame show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. And it is a great Wednesday, although it's bittersweet. It really is. Because now the Warrior season, we are transferring into off-season talk into what they're possibly going to do with the draft tomorrow. It's looking like there's a real chance that they're going to be trading that pick, as it was reported yesterday, the 28th pick that they're going to have. It's most likely that they're going to trade that pick and stick with their young guys. They got free agents that they have to make decisions on, and this is going to be the most frustrating part. We're going to be speculating on this throughout the off-season, But the Warriors don't have to make any sort of decision just yet. So there can be all this speculation, all of this talk via the radio, via TV, via whatever, via podcasts, via Twitter. But we'll never know because these guys are on a well-deserved vacation Although Steve Kerr was on with Damon and Ratto yesterday. We'll play some of the sound from that. Steve Kerr with his final appearance on the the Damon and Ratto show for this year. But we won't know. We won't know what's going to go on with the Warriors and their free agents until they start actually making some moves and we start seeing some reports. It's going to get... 
It's going to be a speculation sensation, as Willard and Dibs would say. It's going to get relatively frustrating uh, coming up in these next few weeks here. Uh, But there is plenty to talk about because you do wonder if they're going to be like the Phoenix Suns, where the Phoenix Suns went to the finals and did end up losing, but they still tried to retain their entire team, and they did so, kind of like the Buccaneers as well. And they're gonna. They tried to win another championship with that team, and it didn't work out. Same thing with the Buccaneers too. Are the Warriors gonna go down that same path, or are we gonna see some new faces, or maybe some other guys who are elevated up in the roster? And those other guys, I'm talking about Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga. Now we have plenty of time to talk about the Warriors, but I do want to get into some baseball talk here because it turns out that throughout all this time, as we had been talking Warriors and the playoffs and the finals, the Giants have slowly but surely been winning some ball games. They're currently seven and three in their last ten, and after last night's game, last night's insanity with the twelve to ten win. Over the Braves, four different times there were lead changes, and it was frustrating as all hell. Because, and I keep using that word frustrating. I don't know why I'm using that word so much this morning. And triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero is, of course, the Xfinity mobile text line and the phone number if you'd like to weigh in on whatever we're talking about today. Uh, but the Giants got going early. Because Brandon Crawford hit a sacrifice fly to make it one nothing Giants in the top of the second. And Austin Wins comes through with a three-run home run to make it 4 nothing. Drive one down the left field line toward the corner, and it is a home run for Austin Wins. Tucked it inside the foul pole. His first Giants home run, and the Giants finally have hit one with Ben on base. <laughs> it had been so long since they've done that. Bases loaded, and the Giants were actually scoring runs. Who would have thought? But in the bottom of the second, Marcelo Zuna crushes one to center to make it 4-2, hitting a two-run homer. Then in the bottom of the third, Matt Olson with two runners on, hits a three-run jack to make it 5-4. to four. So erasing any of the work that Austin Wins had done, to help get the Giants to where they were. And when it was a 5-4 game, Austin wins yet again comes through. Line drive down the right field line. That's a base hit for Austin wins. And it's going to roll all the way into the corner. Lestella will score. Here comes Crawford around to third. He'll stop there. Austin wins. Has a three-run homer, and now an RBI double. There's your opposite field swing. And of course, credit goes to NBC Sports Bay Area for any of the highlights from this Giants game that that we are playing today. Now, real quick, before we get to the rest of the game, I just want to touch on uh, Austin Wins for a second and just his journey. I think this is one of the coolest parts about baseball and something that I think is uh, underappreciated about it because when it comes to basketball, we pay attention to the younger stars and what they're going to do when they get to their age 30 season, you know, how they're going to look by the time they're 30 or older. Same thing uh, when it comes to hockey. It's the same thing when it comes to football. You know, it's very rare in those sports and, and, you know, more so more so football and uh, football and basketball other than hockey. We've seen it in hockey before, but in baseball, you see guys just consistently 
going around the minor leagues, trying to make their career work. I mean, A's fans, if you're an A's fan and you're listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about when Stephen Vogt came to the team when he was when he was over 30 and he was an all-star. You know, he revamped his career. Same thing with the Giants and Darren Ruff. You know, and the fact that they got him back from Japan when he was just about to turn 30. Austin Wins is 31 years old. He was chosen in the he was picked in the 10th round by the Orioles in 2013. He was born in San Diego and he had just been traveling around ever since 2013 just going through the minor leagues, the Norfolk Tides, the Frederick Keys, the Bowie Bay Sox. He has been everywhere. It's not even so much he's been just doing a bunch of DL stints. It's just he hasn't been able to make it into the majors. Um, And and then eventually, he went to Mexico to play. But then the Orioles selected his contract in 2017. And in 2018, he continued to be optioned and recalled by the Baltimore Orioles. And it kept on going in that direction. That was a trend. And then eventually... He went to the Phillies. This is it's just it's insane. He went to the Phillies on a free agent contract this year and then was traded to the Giants for a left-handed pitcher Michael Plasmeyer and Cash and of course that coincides with Joey Bart being optioned to AAA in Sacramento. So I just I find these stories just to be fascinating when these guys are just journeymen around the minor leagues and somehow they find their way into the majors. Is it going to last that long? I don't know. I really don't. I mean, it's only been since the beginning of the month. It's only been two weeks since he's been with the team. And you can't just say, oh, yeah, he's revamped his career already with the Giants. But so far during his time with the Giants, I'm not going to be mad at it. He's hitting 320 right now. And he led the team with four RBIs up against a Braves team who are going to be competing with the Giants, I feel like, for the wild card throughout the season, unless, you know, something different happens uh, within the American League East, uh, or in the National League East, rather, excuse me, unless the Mets start to slow down. I don't know what's going to happen with the Phillies, but the Braves appear to be in second place and comfortably there. They're five and a half games back in first, while the Giants are three and a half games back right now of the Dodgers and the Padres, who have similar records. It's it's just that the uh, the Padres have played more games than the Dodgers. But the Giants and the Braves right now are fighting for that top wild card spot. I don't know if that's going to be how it comes down when we get to game 162. But these are important games right now. And not only that, he's going up against a rookie pitcher in Spencer Strider who has just been lights out this year and has surprised a lot of people. Plus, he has the mustache. So, you know, people love that. People love it whenever there's a pitcher with a mustache. I don't know what it is about baseball just as much as any other sport, but when a player has a mustache, we really gravitate toward him, and that's what we did to Spencer Strider. But eventually, in that fourth inning, when Austin wins had tied the game at 5-5, to Luis Gonzalez ends up hitting a sack fly to make it 6-5, to but the only problem is... Brandon Crawford was the one that was going home. They called him out originally. Then they challenged the play, and he was called safe. But within that same play, Brandon Crawford had got hurt. And the Giants had deemed it a left knee contusion. I don't know 
what the future for Brandon Crawford is. I don't know what his timetable for a return is. I don't even know if he's going to be out for an extended pe- a period of time or going to be put on the IL. So stay tuned for that. 95-7 of the game. We'll have all updates when it comes to Brandon Crawford. Um, so left knee contusion is what they deemed it yesterday, uh, last night. And Gabe Kapler said after the game, he hasn't even talked to Crawford about the injury yet. So if Crawford goes, I mean, he hasn't been hitting that well this year, but he does come through in clutch situations and with runners on base. Plus, you're always going to miss that glove at shortstop. That's just that's just what it is with Brandon Crawford. Um, so in his place, and we'll get to that in just a second, uh, but in his place, Tyro Estrada ended up moving to shortstop, and Wilmore Flores was the pinch hitter for him. And we'll get to that in just a second. But Ronald Acuna in the fourth inning makes the game 7-6. to six. Mike Yastrzemski comes through with the double in the top of the sixth inning to make it 8-7. to seven. And then Jock Peterson does this to give the Giants just a little bit of insurance. A high drive right center field. Harris back at the wall. It is gone! Into the Braves' bullpen. And the World Series hero back in Atlanta. His 15th home run of the year, 9-7 to Giants. Well, that'll certainly help, huh? That'll help. Jock Peterson has been fantastic for him uh, for the last month, and we'll, we'll, I do want to talk about him a little later on in this show. But that was in the top of the 7th, and he made it a 9-7 to game. And this was the worst part of the game. This was the one with, that, that had you... Just about as down as any at any point. But with two runners on, as Ronald Acuna hit a single and Austin Riley ended up walking, Ronald Acuna eventually went to third base because of a pass ball. But runners on first and third, you had an opportunity to get a double play. They're in this awkward shift. Tyro Estrada is covering second. Normally, he'd be playing another spot, but Tyro Estrada trying to cover second on an awkward shift, and Wilmer Flores throws it to him, and he drops it. A run scores. It ends up being 9-8. to eight. They cut the deficit to 1. You're going to miss Brandon Crawford in the infield. That's just what it shows there, especially if Tyro, Tyro Estrada is still going to be in. He's been up the middle, and ever since that game against Colorado where he's had a couple of errors... He's been looking shaky there on defense, but eventually he made a really nice play to get Travis Darno for the out. Darno, Darno, I forgot how it's pronounced. He always does this. He like makes an error and then he bounces back on the next play. He did that in the last time he made an error too. It's just it's weird what goes on uh, with Tyro Estrada. But you had Wilmer Flores pinch hitting for Brandon Crawford, and Wilmer Flores comes through when the game is 10 to 8 because Tyro Estrada had hit an R- or had hit an RBI home as the bases were loaded and then Wilmer Flores comes through here with a two-run single. That one is lined down the right field line. Base hit Wilmer Flores. Acuna can't cleanly cut it off. Into score Longoria. Right behind him is Austin Slater into second and Wilmer gets thrown out at second. But two more runs score. And the Giants have 12 on the board tonight in Atlanta. I essentially just gave you an entire post-game recap as if I'm doing Giants post-game. But there was so much action in this one. Like that's it's what it's what's gonna do. It's gonna take up an entire segment uh, when you see stuff like that. Now, the Giants get a good win under their belt, 
Matt Olson ends up hitting a home run against Camilo Duvall to make it 12 to 10, a two run jack. Uh, Matt Olson is just terrifying against right handed pitching. I don't care what his numbers say this year. It's always, whenever you get a pitcher whose primary pitches are a fastball with a slider combination and they throw that breaking ball. Except this one wasn't a breaking ball. This was just over the middle of the plate. Matt Olson is going to crush it, especially if you miss your spot. Uh, but more runs were even left in the dugout. Guys were constantly getting called out on base. I know Brandon Crawford was eventually called safe because of the challenged call, but uh, these guys kept on getting called out, and that's exactly what happened in that play because Flores, he was trying to leg out a double, then ends up getting called out at second after clearing the bases. It was just, it, it, it was a lot. It was a lot yesterday, but the Giants were able to get it done. Now, I want to talk about Jock Peterson in the next segment, as well as they need to add another power hitter. And there is one power hitter in New York who is the front runner for the American League MVP right now, and free agency is looming for him, and we had a report that surfaced this morning from ESPN that claims maybe the Giants could be a landing spot for this guy as free agency looms, as the offseason looms, as we get toward the end of the year. It becomes more and more realistic, and it, it's in you know the the talks are becoming more realistic, not just the move. But we'll get to that next. We'll get to the details of what that report said and who that player is. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, then you probably haven't been paying attention to baseball, and that's totally fine because of what's been going on within the NBA. But we'll get to that next. Stephen Langford on the pregame show, ninety-five-seven. The game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Good morning, everybody. Stephen Langford in with you. I hope you're having a great Wednesday. God. From the 925, this is great. Stu Langford, the middle-aged Tober. Aaron Judge and San Fran. Oh, you called it San Fran, so your text is just now nullified. But you know what? Doesn't matter. I'm going to continue to read it anyway. Just don't call it San Fran again ever on this station. Uh, Xfinity Mobile Text Line, 925. Stu Langford, the middle-aged Homer. Aaron Judge and San Fran. Ha ha! You got a better chance of benching your body weight. I could work out and go to the gym a little bit more because I'm not going to lie to you. I can't bench my body weight right now. My body weight's pretty heavy. I can't bench the body weight right now. But by the end of the season, by the end of the baseball season, maybe I could be. And maybe the Giants could be one of the teams that are leading to get Aaron Judge within free agency. Now, I'll get to those details in just a second. But the contracts that come to uh, that, that come with, along with the Giants this year... They're pretty fascinating when you look at the uh, the totality because you know in the right before Farhan got here and really for the first couple of years of Farhan's tenure here we were just playing the waiting game because of all the contracts that have been given to guys like I mean you know prior, this was also prior to Farhan too but all the contracts that had been given to guys like Johnny Cueto the contract to Jeff Samarja Brandon Crawford Brandon Belt those guys who had multi multiple years left on their deals. And last year, we were going to see what was up with the Brandons. Brandon Bell, of course, gets the one-year deal with the Giants. And Brandon Crawford earned himself an extra two years with an all-star season. And that was worth $32 million. Now, those are the biggest contracts, really, that they have other than Evan Longoria, who had a six-year deal, but that ends this season and then in 20 or that ends in 2023 excuse me and they have a team option to pay him so there's a possibility in 2023 that Longoria comes back you're going to have Rodon for the next couple of years you're going to have again Crawford for the next couple of years you're going to have Alex Wood for this year and next year Alex Cobb has a team option in 2024 but he's going to be under contract for the next two years Tommy LaStella, two years. Brandon Belt, one year. Darren Ruff, one year. Or excuse me, Darren Ruff, two years. Wilmer Flores, one year. Jock Peterson, one year. I think he's actually earning himself another contract uh, right now. But to me, they don't have anything locked up in 2024. They are due for one of these big contracts. Now, just like with basketball, right? 
Joe Lacob spending the money and retaining all of his guys on the Warriors. Not going to call them checkbook champs because that's not the reason that they did it. But it is true that they were able to pay a lot of their guys while going into the luxury tax with the league-leading payroll. And that's what it takes to win. You need to pay your players. And the Giants have the room to do that. And Aaron Judge, I'm getting it right here already, from the 408, the Giants aren't going to outbid the Yanks. It would be awesome, though. Who says they wouldn't? The Yankees had already offered that had already offered Judge. Oh damn it, where was it? I had it pulled up. They had already Oh my goodness, where is it? Here we go. They offered Judge an offer of 230 million for the next 8 8 years just prior to the season opener. 17 million for this season and then it would be 30 and a half million over the course of the next 7 years. He rejected that. He rejected that. And from the nine, and, and and you know what? I don't know what the Yankees are going to be willing to pay him. I don't know what their payroll is going to be after this season. Aaron Judge is leading the American League in everything right now. He is the MVP of the American League. But Buster Olney, and these are where it gets real, Buster Olney, of course you know Buster Olney, if you don't know the name, you certainly know the face, he is all over ESPN, he is a senior writer, a baseball senior writer, he's been covering Major League Baseball for an incredibly long time, and he had his ESPN Plus article that came out at 4 o'clock this morning, talking about seven teams where Aaron Judge could land, and the Giants are right up there on that list. Now, I'm not saying that he won't go back to the Yankees and that the Yankees won't offer him an extension of even more money. I'm not saying any of that. They'd absolutely be willing to do so. But among these teams, he's got the Giants listed. The Giants are the first team listed on here. He's got the Cubs, the Mets, who could be a real player, the Red Sox, I don't know about that, the Dodgers. They've turned down offering guys like John Carlos Stanton and Bryce Harper, big deals. Mookie Betts is a little bit of a different story. But they've turned down offering big deals to some of these players. I don't know if they're going to do that again. The Twins, the Angels, and then, of course, the Yankees are on this list. But as far as I'm concerned, with the payroll that the Giants have and the fact that they're able to print money at Oracle Park, I think that they would have the means to sign Judge and possibly even pay him more than the Yankees. It's not that ridiculous to say. Just with the amount that the Giants have made and the fact that they don't have anybody locked under contract until 2020 until 2024. The only guy who's under contract and this is uh this is excluding anyone with team options. The only guy who's under contract right now in 2024 is Anthony DiSclefani. And I don't even know if I don't know how much longer Di Sclafani is going to be on the team. To be quite frank with you, because they gave him a three-year deal after last year, and he was fantastic outside of facing these guys, uh, outside of facing the Dodgers. He was awesome. You remember that? He had he had that game where he gave up like ten earned runs against the Dodgers, and then his ERA against all other teams was like below two, which was crazy. But. When I see an article like this, it gets me excited. It does. And when I look at these types of seasons, 
it's not just yeah you're winning for, you're you're going to win a championship that's all you care about yeah that's all the players care about but the giants in the front office they also want to win so that this is this can look like a destination where free agents want to go now granted does it look like they have much of a plan beyond 2024? Not of right now, not as of right now, but they got plenty of players at arbitration coming up in 2024, so who knows what's going to happen with that. And then you can also get your stars from the minor leagues called up by the time that those contracts are set and underway. So that can be enticing and not only that, be playing for a team that he had rooted for in the past. One that's close to home. Now the taxes, they, I, I don't know. You could go back and forth on whether they make a difference with athletes, the, the taxes in California. I don't know. Personally, this is just me. Of course, you want to save money if you are in this sport. But it's different when talking about sports like football compared to baseball. When it comes to football, I do understand the whole taxes situation. Because as a football player, you want to save as much money as possible and make as much money as possible in your time because of how hard it is to make money in that sport and also how short-lived your career could be in that sport. Football is just so violent that on one play, on any given Sunday, your career could be altered just based on one play. So you want to make as much money as possible and save as much money as possible. Aaron Judge has already made quite a bit in his career so far. So I don't know if taxes are going to make the biggest difference. I think it's going to be come down to a bidding war between the Giants and the Yankees. I'm not, I'm not, and I know I'm, I get, I know that I'm getting this here. Where is it from the nine two five? You know the Warriors season is over when we're talking about Judge to the Giants, and it's not even July. But I'm just putting it in the atmosphere. That's what I'm saying. I'm just putting it out there right now. Because it's becoming a real conversation. Buster only putting it in his article. He doesn't put just put stuff to put there. I, I, I like he doesn't put he doesn't write things just to write them just to get clicks. Like it's real, and these teams can be contenders for these guys, and I think the Giants can be really at play. Now I do wonder though, because they've got. Again, like I mentioned, they don't have anyone locked up uh, through 2024 except for DeSclafani, who did not have a good outing yesterday. And coming off the 60-day IL, you do want to give him time. But to be honest with you, it, it kind of just looked like the same DeSclafani uh, that we're used to, who's going to give you some pitches with movement between 90 and 95 miles an hour, depending on what pitch it's going to be. And he's going to get that breaking ball. But more often than not, he's not locating him like he was last year. He's not looking nearly as good uh, this season as he did. And then, you know, we saw what he did in the playoffs. He was just done in that series against the Dodgers. Just did, he, was, he was unpitchable in that series against the Dodgers. But they still gave him a three-year deal. But Jock Peterson only has a one-year deal worth $6 million. And he hit a home run last night to give him a little extra insurance. And in games like that, where there are just runs constantly being scored, you can take all the runs that you can get. Every run matters in that game. But in the last month, Jock Peterson, from May 21st to now, in May 21st he was hitting 239, and now he's hitting 271. And in that time, he's hit eight home runs and uh, 23 RBIs. That's good for a 325 batting average. The dude has been absolutely killing it. And it looks like he's going to be a representative for the Giants in this All-Star game. 
I wonder if they're going to be incentivized to pay him a little extra money for the next couple of years. Maybe you give him the uh, type of Brandon Crawford deal. I don't know. It's worth two years. I'm not going to say he's going to be worth $16 million a year because he can be a liability on defense. And you never know. The season is just so long. It's a season of streaks. You never know. He could slump, and then all of a sudden his average could be back down to within the 230s, and you know he might hit four home runs in that span as opposed to eight. But as opposed to eight, but I don't have a problem if the Giants want to pay this dude. Like I think Jock Peterson brings a little bit of that extra attitude that you need to this Giants team. You know, he's he, he's a he's a fun player. And I think like the Braves, he went out there as a pinch runner in last night's game because it was needed. And I think the Braves were kind of poking fun at him a little bit because Jock Peterson is not your typical pinch runner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't know. I, I think he was. I think he was being made fun of a little bit because he was running down the or running to first base and he's looking over at the Braves dugout, kind of smiling, laughing a little bit with a little smirk. <laughs> because he's going out as a pinch runner, and Jock Peterson never goes out as a pinch runner. But the Aaron Judge thing, it's getting some legs, man. I don't know what the Yankees are going to do. Who knows? Like, who really knows? It's most likely that he's going to stay in New York because he's so beloved out there. But in my opinion, if you're going by those uh, five other teams, other than the Giants and the Yankees, I think those two teams are more enticing than any of the other ones if he's going to choose in free agency. But you are right, 925. That is far down the line. The Warriors season is over. And going from the Giants contracts, I do want to talk about the Warriors contracts a little bit. Plus, we are going to go back to the Warriors and Celtics series, and we are going to choose the plays that we would purchase as NFTs on NBA Top Shot. If you don't understand what that is, I will explain that next. I don't have time right now because i got to get to break. Stephen Lankford in on the pregame show. Warriors talk coming up for the final half hour here on 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Well, we're here now as Warrior fans. A couple of days after the parade. And we've tried to move on to next season. We're going to latch on a little bit to the NBA Finals. I do this after every series, and this is coming up in about eh, 10 minutes. We'll go 5, 10 minutes, whatever. 5.45, you know what, do you want me to, you know what, you want me to lead you with an exact time? At 5.48, we're going to do this segment, and this segment is going to be the NFT segment. Now, if you haven't tuned in, at the end of every series, I felt bad for you because I'm breaking the game down like a madman. I'm just kidding. I'm not that cocky. But, have been doing this segment after every series where we choose our favorite plays from the series, which ones we would purchase as an NFT. More specifically, NBA Top Shot. Now, if you don't know what that is, I will explain it 
at 548. But trust me, you do not want to miss the segment because it really is a lot of fun. A lot of people start to text in just with random plays from each game. Now, I got I got quite a few. And to be quite frank with you, a lot of them are with Curry. <laughs> a lot with Curry. There might be a couple with Jordan Poole, and I think you know which plays I'm going to be talking about there. But a lot from Curry. Got a few from Thompson. Might have one from Kevon Looney. But... And maybe Andrew Wiggins, but most of them are for Steph Curry. So that's coming up at 548. But was talking about the contracts for the Giants in the last segment, specifically as to why Aaron Judge could possibly come to the Giants in the offseason. And I know it's way too early to be talking about it, but there was an article written about it in ESPN. And when there's an article written about it, that means there are talks that are ongoing. So I'm just getting it out in the atmosphere. And by the way, Aaron Judge just uh, did one of those things on Logic's new album where he left a voicemail and said, yo, come perform at Barclays Center or something like that. Logic just came out with a new album. I couldn't finish it. It's like an hour and 15 minutes long. I was listening to it on the way here. Pretty good. If you're a Logic fan, I highly recommend you check it out. But moving on from the Giants contracts to the Warriors contracts, this is where it gets interesting. And the 408, already trying to get me fired up. Would you trade Poole to the Kings for the fourth pick? Those are the internet rumors. Number one, no. Number two, I am not believing those internet rumors, whatever they are. Unless it's get unless it gets totally written about and it's within a within a website that has a paywall, which is what that article with Aaron Judge was talking about. Unless it's a website within a paywall where it's actual reporting, I'm not going to believe it. But my initial reaction to that is no. <laughs> like that's it for a wait. No. You know, it's like if I was like a if I was a guest on a uh, on a radio show, you know, and uh, normally as a guest you're supposed to, you're as the interviewer you don't want to ask yes or no questions, and as the guest, if they do ask a yes or no question, you try and elongate the answer. You know, you try to create it into something that isn't just yes or no. You try to give an explanation of it. If I was a guest and you were interviewing me on the radio four hundred eight, and you asked me that question. I'd just straight up give you a no and then move on to the next question. <laughs> like, that's what I'd give you. But Jordan Poole next year, he's got a team option worth $4 million, <laughs> 3.9. I think he needs to be paid a little more than that if he's going to stay here uh, with the Golden State Warriors. But here's what's confusing about the whole thing to me because. You know, you got guys like Kevon Looney. He had a player option worth $5 million, and he ex- he worked out that player option, exercised that player option. I mean, it's a little tougher to exercise that one as opposed to John Wall, who had an exercise an option of like 43 mil or something like that, which is just crazy thinking about John Wall still in the league getting paid damn near $50 million. Uh, but Kevon Looney is a free agent this season or next season. Andre Guadalla, a free agent next season. Otto Porter Jr., a free agent next season. Bielitsa, a free agent. GP2, Damian Lee, JTA. A lot of these guys are free agents next year. Andrew Wiggins, you still have under contract. He's getting paid. He got paid $31.5 million technically this year, getting paid $33.5 million next season. So just over a million dollars he's making as a raise going into next year. Will they want to give him any more of a raise than that? I personally don't think. 
this is a situation like with Draymond Green and Clay Thompson where they're just going to make the decision prior to their uh, contract ending. I think they're going to wait this thing out a little bit because Andrew Wiggins was fantastic in the postseason. He was awesome. A key reason as to why the Warriors got to where they were. You know, the reason we had a championship parade on Monday, large part of that is due to the play of Andrew Wiggins and him just being the ultimate two-way wing player that they wanted him to be. The ultimate rebounder, the ultimate everything. But in the regular season, kind of leading into the All-Star game and then post-All-Star break, Andrew Wiggins was back to being the Andrew Wiggins that we all kind of thought he was, which was, you know, he's going to give you anywhere from 15 to 20 points on any given night. If he gives you over 20, fine. He's going to give you maybe four or five rebounds. He's not going to pass the ball too much. If he gets an open look, he's going to be a spot-up shooter. He's going to do the catch-and-shoot, and he's going to try and make that corner three. Like, that's what Andrew Wiggins' game was. But he didn't look consistent through the regular season. He looked consistent as hell in the postseason, and that's all that matters. But I think if one thing... I I think one thing we've learned from this season is... uh, I know what Draymond said at the beginning of... What was it? March? When they were fighting for the second and third seed. He said, it could be the two seed, it could be the three seed. It doesn't matter. We're winning an NBA championship. But if, if this postseason has taught us anything it's that seeding does matter I'm not gonna like this is just me I am not going to overlook the fact that the Warriors were the three seed and they had home court advantage with every series that they played as opposed to the Grizzlies one they didn't do it in the Grizzlies one Although seeding, I guess, didn't really matter there because they were on the road against the Grizzlies. But they need to get within that top five, in my opinion, next season if they want to continue to do what they are doing. And I think Jordan Poole, I think I think they're going to sign him to a long-term deal. I think that contract is coming. I think it's happening. And I don't think it's a question of whether you keep Poole or uh, Poole or Wiggins. I think it's a question of the other guys. Who do you choose to keep between Looney, GP2? Do you choose to give Bielita a contract? What are you going to do with Otto Porter Jr.? You know, all these questions will have to be answered later on. And from the 408, it didn't matter for the Suns, no doubt. But the Warriors were just different at home. They were just a different team. Of course, it didn't matter for the Suns, but the Warriors playing at home, and I know what the Suns looked like during the regular season. I know it didn't matter for them, but home court advantage does matter, in my opinion, to the Warriors because these dudes with Steph, Clay, and Dre, they feed off of that Warriors crowd. They really do, and that's not to say the Suns don't feed off of their crowd, but the Suns also had internal issues going on, too. You know, they just didn't get things figured. They just couldn't get things figured out on the court. You know, they just didn't look like that same Suns team during the regular season. I don't know what it was with the Suns. But I think you need guys who are going to perform in the regular season. And Andrew Wiggins, I don't know if they're going to pay him right away. But nevertheless, they still have him under contract for next year. They still have him there. So they don't have to make a decision right away. 
and with all these other guys that they have to pay, I think that they'd be willing to wait just another year. And I think Andrew Wiggins would be willing to wait another year. He doesn't seem like the type of dude who is just going to you know, go to another team or threaten to go to another team, request a trade, do all these little things that a lot of NBA players do. He doesn't strike me as that sort of guy. I think he says that he's going to be willing to pay here. And you know what? If they don't sign him to a contract, and let's just say he sticks around here next year, the motivation is going to be for him, like Jordan Poole, to get that bag. To get that bag. And... It's some, it's a contract year next year. That's essentially what I'm getting to. It's a contract year. And we know how players perform when they get to contract years. Man, it's going to be fascinating to see what they do with this team. And you know what's going to be interesting? Not even next year, but two years from now. The $27 million player option that they have for Draymond Green in the 2023-2024 season. That one's going to be such a big talking point. From the 510, I know the Warriors won on the road. I know all of this. But home court advantage matters. I don't care what anybody says. I really do. And from the 95, they've won a road game, road game, 28 series in a row. Smack Boston two games in a row. I don't think it matters as much as you're saying. Fine. Whatever, whatever you say, whatever examples you're going to give me. And you know what? Let's get to that Celtics series because we got all offseason to talk about contracts and I'm already three minutes late to this segment. We've got all offseason to talk about contracts. All offseason. And I do want to get to some of those contracts later on. But right now, want to go back and relive some of this Warriors-Celtics series. These are all over the place. These aren't necessarily in order, but I am going to go in order game by game. And I want to choose... The plays that you would purchase as an NFT. We're using this. We're using this music. So, I know the series ended last Thursday, but I'm trying to cling on to any of this 2021-2022 season that I possibly can. So, I would like to do this segment right now, and this is... Really going to be the last that we will talk or play many highlights from this last series. Unless, of course, something else pops up. Who knows? Maybe I might do this for the regular season. But this this is technically what you'd do if you'd buy a basketball card. Right? Except you're doing it digitally. And instead of it being a basketball card where you're buying the basketball card of a player and you're buying with all the stats and, and everything on the back, you're essentially purchasing a play. And it's digital, so you can own an entire play. For example, let's go back to Game 2 at the end of the third quarter. I think a lot of people would be purchasing one of these half-court shots from Jordan Poole as an NFT. White dribbles, takes a three off a screen. No good. Wiggins for the rebound. Five seconds to go to Poole. Poole crosses half-court, fakes and fires from half-court on the way. He got it! He hit it from half-court! Poole walks away and says, yes, sir! I got this! Steph Curry goes over. Well done, young Padawan. Well done. (laughs) That's an example right there. Which plays from this Warriors and Celtics series would you purchase as an NFT? 888 
957-9570. That's the Xfinity mobile text line and the phone number. If you still don't understand what I'm talking about and it's been way too long of an explanation and it's 5.53 in the morning, I totally understand. Just give me your favorite place from the series and then we'll go from there. So that was from Game 2. And continuing with Game 2, I told you there was going to be a lot of Steph Curry in this one. And Steph Curry in the third quarter go for a heat check. And when Steph is going for a heat check, there's nothing better. Three ball no good. Curry will run down the rebound. Curry down the right sideline. Screen by Porter Jr. Curry takes a three. It's up and good! A heat check three off the screen. Curry's got 29. And the Warriors have outscored Boston in the third. 27-12. They lead by 17. Just an unbelievable shot by Steph. And it wasn't just that. It's the celebration. That's part of what goes into this. It's the celebrations that I love when it comes to these NFTs. You are choosing an entire sequence. Now, there are plenty more that I want to get to, but there is one specifically from Game 3, and this is due to Otto Porter. Otto Porter Jr. is taking the ball up court, and he sets a screen for Steph. Steph dribbles around him twice. He just has to hold it. And Steph is just trying to find any open space that he possibly can. And this was to hit his 6-3 in Game 3 to put the Warriors up by one. So the Warriors again. Second possession here, Jim, in this third quarter. They have a chance to tie or take the lead. Jordan Poole returns to the fray. Curry to Porter Jr. Back to Curry. Takes another three. It's good! It's good! The Warriors take the lead! 83-82 with 3.39 to go! Now, the reason I chose that one is because of Otto Porter Jr.'s reaction to it. He holds the screen, and he's just sitting there after Curry knocks down the shot. He's just sitting there, and he's nodding his head like, yup, yup, that's what we do. That's what we do. That was from Game 3. That was his sixth three-pointer of that game. And continuing on with Steph, this is not exactly the longest highlight of all time but this one to me the emotion that curry had shown here when he went off in game four this was just an awesome play this is he'd already knocked down his first three of the game and then from the half court offense he manages to hit this three in the first quarter of game four leading on to his 43 points brown on the switch now screen by wiggins curry gets over curry fires he checked confirmed it's good for Curry the reason being this was the second game in Boston and we'd heard all the slander the story behind this shot behind everything because it was just constant oh man Boston fans they have the Warriors number oh they're getting under Draymond Green's skin oh my they're talking about Aisha you know all these different things and Curry knocks down that three and it was just one of those ones where there's nothing you could do. And then he runs to the other side of the court and yells at the Boston crowd. That is one that I would personally purchase as an NFT. I, I, I really would. I'd buy that play just because of how Steph Curry was acting at the end of that game. Just an unbelievable shot by Curry. An unbelievable performance there. It's, in my opinion, his greatest 
performance in finals history or in his, in his finals history. That's just me, just because of where the Warriors were at and how crucial it was for him to have that sort of game in Game 4. So to me, that was the greatest performance that he'd ever had. And I really couldn't wait to talk about it because we had to wait the two days. And then eventually we had the quick quick turnaround and go for Game 5 on that Monday. Uh, But continuing on with that Game 4, it wasn't just Curry. It was Thompson who was having a cold shooting night. But then in the fourth quarter, he hits this three at the top of the key that ended up being the dagger. Here comes Curry the front court. Curry drifting. All eyes on number 30. Bounce pass to Thompson. Fires away. Bang! Thompson top of the key with a three. The Warriors lead by one. Just an unbelievable shot by Clay, And it was just classic. And that was debilitating. Now the last one that I want to play here. The last one that I would purchase as an NFT. And he did it throughout this season. He did it in the parade. He did it doing interviews during the parade. He did it against the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, everybody. And it was when Steph hits the corner three in game six and has the Celtics going night-night and the Warriors go on to win an NBA championship. Curry springs free on the out-of-bounds and drops in a triple. That's a killer. Left corner three for Steph. He's 6 of 10 from deep, and 30 has 30 in the game. (laughs) Just unbelievable. So happy for Steph. Post a photo of him at the club, just, you know, (laughs) doing the night-night, sleeping on the ground. From the 95, Gary Payton fake and pass in the corner for a Steph 3. That play was so sick. That play, that play, my favorite part about that play, 925, the Gary Payton fake, was that they knew Steph was cooking, so it was the Michael Jordan just get the ball in my hands and get the F out the way. Gary Payton had a wide-open look. (laughs) He had a wide-open look. And he said, you know what? I see Steph trailing that pass right now. And he goes up. He didn't didn't necessarily pump fake it, but he looks like he's going up for the shot. And then he simply just drops it as Steph is going around the baseline and manages to hit the quarter three. That's what he knew things were cooking. That was with, what, like 58 seconds left, I think, in the third quarter. That play was great. From the 6-5-0, I'd choose when Steph Curry hit the three and then pointed at his rain finger. That's Birdo 6-5-0. For the 408, four-point play from Curry, which led to an auto porter three, a seven-point turnaround. You know what, man? The the auto porter three-pointers that were being hit, and I was looking at highlights throughout these games, but some of them, there was like a fadeaway three that he hit. Just unreal. I would actually also, if I had a little more time, I should have gone to this earlier, but I couldn't help but talk about the Warriors' contracts. I would have chosen one of the Draymond shots, probably that deep two. Ah, you know what? The deep two wasn't as exciting because he didn't celebrate too much. Probably the three-pointer uh, that he made, the first three-pointer. Just understand it, that he hadn't even made one the entirety of the series. There were so many fun plays to look back on. And where was it? There's always someone here who takes what I'm saying, literally, from the 5-1-0. Can't you just watch that anytime, though? <laughs> and that's in response to me saying I'm trying to cling on to any of these last vestiges of the NBA Finals that I can. And I'm talking about on the radio. Of course, I can watch the highlights in the games anytime that I want. 5 0 I'm talking about specifically the radio. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm just talking about the radio. I'm not talking about TV or YouTube. How often are we really going to just want to play highlights from that Warriors and Celtics series? Should I do that just once a week? 
Just play random highlights from it and just keep going? Just to let us relive what happened in the NBA Finals? I might do that. I might do that for the postseason. But I am going to do a regular season one for the NFTs, I believe. That'll, 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 That'll eventually come through. All right. That's going to do it for me. I've gone way over time here. Bonte Hill, Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky coming up next. It's the Morning Roast. you got me and producer Sam Lubman behind the glass up until 9 o'clock. And as always, go sports. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.